0: Unarmored Talk Podcast, Episode 18. You discover you're being poisoned by your spouse. With today's guest, Mary Kate Flatley, Lieutenant Colonel, retired United States Marine Corps. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, where we will have real-life conversations that help you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're going to do this is by gaining a better understanding of how feelings, emotions, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal or professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is Mary Kate Flatley. She is a retired lieutenant colonel, United States Marine Corps, and she just accepted a job offer. I think it's a trillion-dollar job <laughs> offer. Mary-Kate, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you, Mario. How are you?
0: I'm doing amazing, and now I got you on the podcast. I'm doing even better today. So right. hey, tell the viewers a li- and listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, you know, uh, I was enlisted in the Navy for about 11 years. Uh, I did 24 years in the Marine Corps, uh, just retired. Um, my last day was November 30th, 2020, wow. um, on eight days later, I received an offer for a job, uh, at Deloitte and it was a very good offer and I accepted it.
0: <laughs> so hey, congratulations to you and your family.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: No, that, that is awesome. I mean, you know, blue green team, right? So you did Absolutely. Navy, did Navy, you know, kind of excelled in the Navy said, you know, I'm a little bored, right? So I need a need a bigger challenge. So you become a Marine. Right. You know, go through the ranks of uh, the officer ranks to get to lieutenant colonel, which is very difficult to achieve. Not everybody gets to lieutenant colonel. Right. And uh, and then now here you are post Marine Corps career and working for a reputable company. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, all this good stuff. Right. But this mm-hmm. is unarmored talk. And from my understanding, it, you know, you, you want to, you know, your previous marriage, you start to get sick. And you're wondering, man, I got a flu, a cold or something. And, uh, you know, why am I just deteriorating? And come to find out, you know, I believe it was your husband that was making you sick. And and, and, and talk to us about how did your sickness originate from your husband?
1: Well, you know, um, to start off with, it started off as like a love story, right? Hmm. Because um, we knew each other when we were enlisted in the Navy. I was 19. He was 22. but I wasn't ready to get married back then. and right. So I decided that, you know what, I'm, I'm just not ready. And he, the ultimatum was we either get married or we break up. And so we broke up, hmm. right? Fast forward 20 years, he calls me when his wife passes away. Okay. Um, and tells me, you're my oldest and dearest friend. I didn't know how else to call. And so I was helping my friend get through the grief that led to, Rekindling the relationship, right. and then subsequently getting married. Um, about a week later, I started getting sick. So, a week after we got married, I started getting sick, um, and uh, went to medical. So, so, were, so,
0: so, Mary Kay, a week a week after you got married,
1: a week after I got married, I started getting sick.
0: Wow! So, so, so healthy. You know, you haven't seen him in twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 you rekindle the, the the old emotions and feelings. You guys decide to get married. You haven't been sick the past 20 years. Now all of a sudden you're starting to get sick one week after being married.
1: Right. Yeah. And so I, from, you know, I can go on with the story, uh, but from my perspective, I think he targeted me, mm. um, from the beginning when he called me about the previous wife dying. Wow. Cause I'll get into that later. Um, but so I started getting sick, started losing weight, like rapidly. Mm. Um, uh, also having some other issues. Right. Um, so my father passed away. So I went to my uncle and I was talking to my uncle and I was like, you know, I think I made a mistake, um, by marrying, uh, this person.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, and he, the advice he gave me was, well, you need to make a decision on whether or not to cut ties now or stay. And once kids get, get involved, now it's going to be more difficult. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And,
1: my commitment was, uh, my loyalty to my commitment, I made a commitment. So I was loyal to it, so I stayed. Yeah. Right? And as time went on, I lost more weight, and I got sicker. I had dysentery. I was vomiting. Mm. Uh, my hair was falling out. My skin color was yellow. We thought I had cancer. Right? Yeah. Um, And then, uh so this was going on for about seven months. Right? Wow. And I was... At the seventh month mark, I was about 88 pounds. So I lost.
0: 88 pounds. Yeah. Man, that's, and that's.
1: Yeah. I was a skeleton. Yeah. Um, And what happened was I was driving home uh, to Arizona to see my mom. And I was talking to my cousin on the phone. And while I was talking to her, I had a fleeting thought that he's poisoning you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I sold her. I was like, you know, I just had the thought that he's poisoning me. Right. Mm. And. Uh, she said, I've had the same thoughts.
0: And, and she's saying that she had the same thoughts about you. Right. And that that the reason why you've been sick for the past seven months is not because you you just have something going on. It's because it's a deliberate act towards you from your husband. Correct. Wow.
1: And so we talked about a little bit. And then we were talking about the Lifetime Murder Network and all that, right? Um, and so, you know, we both came to the conclusion, you know what, that just happens on TV. And we let it go. Right. So I walk in the house when I get home. And the first thing my mom said to me is that my 88 year old aunt was telling everybody that he was poisoning me.
0: Wow. So now you have another family member that's having the same visions, if you will, or imaginations that that our loved one is not sick, per se, but being poisoned.
1: Yeah. So now I have the thoughts. Well, if one person says it, if two say, or two people say it, then right. you have a third person. Now, there may, must be some credence in it. Right. Okay. Right. So, I'm thinking about it. I get back to my command. And I'm a, I was a legal officer at the time at MAG-39, uh, adjutant legal officer.
0: Right. So, you're on active duty, yes. um, also dealing with this, this, this these uh, physical challenges.
1: Never missed a day of work. Jesus. Yeah. And so… NCIS comes in to talk about another case that they were doing, working on, right, in, in the command. And I asked them if they would go into the conference room so I can run something by them. Right. And I had all these things, and I was like, you know, you know sick, dysentery, these things were happening. There's some funny things going on. And they just took one look at me, and they were like, we'll get back to you. Fifteen minutes later, um, a female NCIS agent called me, and she said, you need to come see me. And so I went to see her and she, the first thing out of her mouth was, I know where this is going. Just looking at you, you're being poisoned.
0: Wow. Right. Wow. So
1: she directed me to get heavy metals tests with my blood. Um, And so I went to the Naval hospital at Camp Pendleton and they refused to take the blood.
0: If, if if, If I may, Mary Kay, let's back up to when you received that news, You know, and I I was just thinking, listening to you and just imagining myself being in that position. But when you receive that news that the NCIS agent believes that you're being poisoned, what emotions went through your body?
1: I was devastated.
0: And what do you mean by that? Devastated? Like Was it anger? Was it fear? Was it, you know, what was it?
1: It was... I I felt betrayed because mm. someone who says that they love me might
0: potentially, played. yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: It was betrayal. It was, it, the, the first was betrayal. Mm. And then uh, all these other, as time went on, all these other emotions started coming up.
0: Wow. Yeah. And how did you deal with that? You know, how did you keep, your you're an officer, you're active duty, you 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 just pretty much got informed you might go through the one of the most difficult challenges of your life and you got the betrayal emotions going. How did you hold, you know, keep your behavior together, if you will?
1: So if we can back up a little bit, yeah. As I'm going through this, now remember, I'm frail, I'm sick. Um, there were two times that I, that I can remember where one of them, I looked at my mom one day and I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm fighting, I'm fighting, but I, I just, I'm, I'm so weak. I, I if it's my time to go, I just need to go. Cause I can't do this anymore.
0: Right. Wow. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, and then another time, uh, probably a couple of weeks later I was in, I, I used, I lived in Bonsall, um, and I had on like four or five pairs of sweats. I had like four blankets on me. And you know, when people say when they're getting ready to die, right. they get cold. Right. And so what I was cold, I couldn't get warm. I was like, I guess this is my time. You know, I, I, if it's, it's going to happen, it's going to happen because I, I, I just can't get warm. Right. Wow. And when I woke up the next morning, I was like, well, I guess it wasn't my time yet.
0: Wow. That's, that is, that is amazing. So now, so now here it is, you're trying to get some medical, some blood drawn, Naval hospitals, not really complying. Talk us through this part.
1: So the Naval hospital camp Pendleton refused to get involved. And so I went back to NCIS and I was like, they won't won't draw the blood. Mm. Right. My flight surgeon kept telling me that it was just stress. Right. I would go to see him all the time. And you know, it's you're just you're newlywed, you know, it's stressed. And I looked at him one day, I was like, listen, I was 39 <laughs> years old at the time.
0: <laughs> Would you say I'm not 19? <laughs> right.
1: I know how my body handles stress, and that's not right. how this isn't how my body handles stress. There's something wrong with me.
0: Right, yeah.
1: You know, the command thought that I was doing it to myself mm. um by you know being anorexic or something. Wow. You know. Um and so there there are all kinds of things going on. And I just dug in and just did my work and as best as I could, because I will tell you that I was scatterbrained, um, I, you know, I don't ever wish anybody to be poisoned because it makes you not be able to function and think straight. Your judgment is off. And my judgment was way off. Right.
0: It kind of kind of made you, you know, we we, we know that. We all have feelings and emotions, but the thought, the thinking that the accurate thinking process takes effort and listening to you is that that your ability to put effort into the thought process was significantly reduced because of the poison that was running through your body.
1: It was recognizable from wow. everybody who knew me, mm. you know, what's yeah. wrong with you? Um, I'm sick. I don't don't know, you know, but I kept going. So, so the traits of uh, someone with anorexia, they don't go to medical. They don't go and tell people that they're, they're sick. Right. You know, I was going to medical saying, you know, doctor, I'm not going to say his name, but I am sick. There's something wrong with me. And he never did any tests.
0: So who who finally saved the day and finally did some tests on you?
1: So I went to Balboa. (laughs) they did the blood test, but then they lost it. (laughs) So, so I'm not trying to say Navy medicine is bad. Right. Right. All right. But in my case, you know, um, so then I went back to my, to my boss and I was like, you know, I want a second opinion. So I'm going to go to a civilian doctor. Right. So I went to my doctor, my mom's doctor in Queen Creek, Arizona, Podunk, Arizona. Right. I walk in, he took one look at me. He had the CDC on the line and the state toxicology lab on the line, trying to figure out what to do to get these tests run. Right. Right. So he did the heavy metals tests and they did a 24 hour urine study. All right. And what they found was I had elevated levels, like really high levels of arsenic and thallium in my system.
0: Jesus. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, when I found that out, now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's true. Yeah. Because before before the evidence was there, you know, I was just it was speculation. Right. Right. So now it's true. So now I have I'm I have to deal with the situation of going home to a place where I'm not safe. Mm. Right. I stayed in, and remember my thought processes weren't. Right. Yeah. It was, my brain wasn't triggering right, and so I stayed in the house for about twenty nine more days. But I was conscientious of the fact that I wasn't going to eat anything that he made. Right. And now he started getting aggressive.
0: And, and he and and he started getting aggressive towards you. I'm 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 going to assuming because because you just weren't eating the food he was making. Exactly. <laughs> wow exactly oh my goodness
1: and so what i did was um
0: and what do you mean by aggressive i'm sorry uh, mary kay what do you mean by aggressive like you know when he what does that mean what it was
1: so this person is about six foot five six foot seven hmm. i mean just a huge person right? right um and aggressive in his mannerisms and the way he would speak to me and, you know, Oh, you ate already, you know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? It was, he, he was angry that I'm, I'm here cooking for you and you're not going to eat my, what I make for you.
0: Right. And and, and in the back of your mind, you're going because test results have just validated my assumption and my family members' imaginations. Yeah. What a situation.
1: Yeah. Um, And then uh, I called my mom and I said, Hey mom, I want you to come visit me. All right. I didn't tell anybody what my plans were because I didn't want him to find out. Right. And so what I did was my mom came, I said, Hey mom, let's go to Walmart real quick. All right. And as we're going to Walmart, I said, mom, just so you know, I've made a decision to leave. All right. And tomorrow morning when he goes to work, we're going to pack up the cars with what we can take the other stuff that's in there. That's mine is just stuff. I can always require stuff. Right. All right. But I need to get out of this relationship. All right. And so that's what we did the next morning. He went to work at four o'clock in the morning from four to seven. We packed the cars. My mom took a load and went back to Arizona. I took a load, went to work. Um, and then uh stayed with a friend for a couple of days after that until I found a place to stay. It, and
0: then you, you yeah. know, and just listening listening to you, it's just amazing how how you are able to be aware of your emotions, you know, the anger, what you know, whatever emotions you are feeling. Um uh and, and then to just to it's still sick. <laughs> And to be able to 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 give effort to thinking of a plan to change the situation, yeah. uh, to to influence the outcome.
1: I I think I did that out of fear. All right, because okay. I was frail. I was only eighty eight pounds, mm. and he was a, a big person, and he could have. And we lived in a place where there was a fire break. He could have done anything to me and just thrown me out into the fire break, and then that would be it. No one would right. find me. You know what I mean? Right. And so uh, out of, out of fear, cause now, now I know what's happening and now, and, I'm, and I stopped. So for 29 days, poison wasn't being introduced into my system. Right. And now I'm starting to be able to think about what I need to do to preserve my life. And and, so, and and
0: and did you start to feel the changes in your health um like you know weight gain and you know did you start to really feel that, wow
1: so so once you know after a week of not having poison introduced into my system i started having an appetite again i wasn't nauseous all the time you know so now now i know it, it it's clear to me that that's what was happening
0: wow y- you know and 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 um it's just, it's just, it's just uh, rewarding that the one that you would come on on Armor Talk and and talk about this specific personal professional challenge and how you survived it. Um, not really making a lot of emotional decisions, from what I'm hearing, is that you know the, your thought process, although although debilitated a little bit, um, really really got got you through that situation, that personal challenge. Uh, We're now look at you today. No one would ever think it. I mean, I was just Sergeant Major. (laughs) I would have never thought that you went through that in your life and look at you today. um, You know, looking back and and now looking back and reflecting on, you know, those feelings and emotions and how you thought through that situation, you know, what did you learn from that?
1: The, the biggest thing I learned is that I can be resilient. You know, yeah. um, I don't I don't wear it on my sleeve as a victim. I'm a victor. I like that. You know, um, because I went through it. I got through it. I'm healthy today. I mean, I have residual health issues because of it. Right. All right. But I don't I don't focus on it. I focus on the positive. I focus on the fact that I wake up every morning and I'm breathing and I love life and I lived. That's what I focus on.
0: No, I like that. Don't be a victim, be mm-hmm. a victor.
1: Right.
0: Oh, I like that. Uh, so you, you know, Mary Kay, is there, is there any closing remarks that you would like to leave the viewers and listeners before it makes mean, again, you got the trillion dollar job, so I don't want to keep you on here for a long time or, uh, I might get in trouble, but anything, okay. <laughs> any, anything you want to leave them with?
1: Well, yeah, I am writing a book, Mario. Um, nice. it's called, I'm still here.
0: I'm still here.
1: Uh, and it'll be coming out in the future. Okay. And so uh, just uh, the audience, please take a look, um, in the future for the book I'm still here. So it's a book of resiliency, um, and, uh, victory.
0: No, I like it. I'm still here, ladies and gentlemen. And also, Mary Kay, I would love, I'd be honored to do another podcast episode for your book release um, during that time to, to get that word and that information back out, if that's okay with you.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: No, you're you're welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you can download and listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can also watch the episode at uh, on youtube i you have to do subscribe to mario slash p slash fields slash youtube subscribe watch this amazing video and then also leave us a rating and review um, on our podcast uh site there until next time we'll see you later thank you for listening to unarmored talk podcast subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes Unarmored Talk Podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC, a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.